This morning on Life on Purpose podcast, we're welcoming author and former paraplegic Amy Westbrook Mills. So, good morning, Amy. Good morning. It's so nice to have you here, and I love the connection and the fellowship that I've gained doing this podcast. And actually, we um, connected through a mutual friend. I had had Jamie on here, and then she had connected you to me. So, I'm so grateful for that. You know, this is what. This is what I was hoping to gain is just a community of women who are comfortable sharing and uh, really trying to build and lift each other up. So good. I've seen um, through all the years of ministry, one of the main things that we try to keep at the forefront of what we do is just that transparency of, of conversation and transparency of stories, because that is, um, I feel like how you know, it, it helps to open everybody's heart up so that they can heal and realize, okay, you know, if it can happen for her, it can happen for me or saying, oh my gosh, um, you know, um, if she's willing to talk about that, then I can talk about, you know, my stuff as well. So. Right. I, I agree. I totally agree. It's always wonderful. I think to know that you're not alone. And yeah. even if yeah. you aren't at the point of being able to share your story, it's so powerful mm-hmm. sometimes to hear somebody else on the other side of something that you're going through and just knowing that, okay, you know, there is hope here. So, um, but that being said, I mean, your story is just an overwhelming amount mm-hmm. of hope. And so I don't really want to, I know I won't do it justice. So I'm going to have you share a little <laughs> bit about, cause you know, the introduction was kind of a big statement saying former paraplegic. Right. So I would really like you to give a little background to the listeners on um, your, you know, a little background on story on uh, what that, what that was for you. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's, let's talk about, I guess, just the other testimony. You know, it's kind of a joke in my life, not really, but kind of, um, that I had already had a testimony and I did not need another one. And so, you know, I began to tell the Lord, okay, I have plenty of testimonies that are working for you. So you can like stop. <laughs> <laughs> But I think one time in ministry, I told my team that I felt like my testimony was stale because I told it so many times and they're like, you said your testimony was stale. So you got a new one. But anyway, all joking aside, I grew up um, leaving home as a young woman. I was very broken and I was broken for because of things that had been done to me and things that I had done to my own self. And I left home with a standard that was not very high. I began to aspire to the level that I saw myself and it just wasn't very high. And that created a super rocky road of drugs and alcohol and just uh, promiscuity and all the things that are built around those habits for on and off again for about 15 years. And I had a radical transformation, um, spiritual transformation. I grew up in the church. I said the sinner's prayer when I was nine years old, but I just didn't make God the Lord of my life. Jesus was not the Lord of my life. And so that didn't happen until I was 30 years old. And in the morning, um, in the middle of the street on my 30th birthday, I went out to run because I was an avid runner. And, um, as I did every, every morning, 6am and just said, God, I've, I've made a mess of my life and I have done it my way. I am broken. This is, is a terrible mess. And I give you the next 10 years of my life. Now, here's the joke, Amy. I said, okay, whoever does the better job with their 10 years 
against the rest of my life. And so I know God loved that deal that morning in the middle of the street. And of course he won. And I had a, a, just an amazing cleansing of my soul. And that morning in the street, I sold out. I surrendered everything finally. And that word sold out then became the name of my 501c3 and by accident, quite frankly, became the name of the book that I just, that I just wrote to talk about my recovery from physical paralysis. And so I tell the backstory so people know, I thought, okay, my troubles are over. Life is going to be great now. I've had this spiritual revolution and I'm on my way. And what happened was we found a tumor that had ruptured inside the middle of my spinal cord and it was misdiagnosed for a couple of years. They thought it was something else. And it wasn't until they got into the middle of my spinal cord that they found out that what we thought it was, was not. And they had to go deeper into the, the cord to, to pull out the tumor. In fact, the surgeon said it looked like a grenade had gone off inside of my spinal cord. And so this little two hour surgery, they thought that it was going to be in two days in the hospital turned into a five and a half hour surgery where he was trying to determine what was cord and what was tumor to take out. Mm. And um, I spent the next two months of my life in the rehab hospital. But when I woke up, Amy, from that surgery, they had to tell me the news. And, and of course, obviously, I knew that I could not move from my breast down. And they just weren't sure what was going to happen. This is a really rare thing. Um, and so it was a special and unique situation. But I have to tell you that God met me immediately, immediately. And I'll share this one little key point that's in my book, because I think it's really important. As I was pushed around the, the nurse's station, as the, the ambulance took me from ICU to the rehab hospital and I was on a gurney and I came down the hallway about the nurse's station. They were going to check me into my room. And I heard the nurse say, the para we are expecting has arrived. And Amy, hearing that nurse call me a para mm -hmm. just put me in an abyss that I have never known. It was, darkness. And I had had some very dark days in my past. This was a dark place for um, just, you know, what was the loss that was at hand. And what I heard that night is a universal message. I feel like the Lord speaks to me sometimes in thoughts, and I know they're not my own. Mm -hmm. So these thoughts, this download of wisdom came to me that night. And what I heard was this, Amy, move forward as if you are birthing something and not as if you've been stolen from. Mm. Now, if you think about that, move forward as if you are birthing something and not as if you've been stolen from. It, it's, it's incredible wisdom. You know, right. birthing something, I mean, it holds so much anticipation, right? There's excitement right. and, and there is... Um, positivity and you you have a skip in your step about birthing something it's new it's fresh 
and being stolen from makes us feel so angry and, and um, invaded and, and, and even less than. And so I took this wisdom as I moved forward, as I began to have a miraculous recovery, as I began to walk out of my wheelchair. Um, I have to tell you, um, I'm in my 12th year and I've been in physical therapy every single week, except for vacation, mm -hmm. every single week for 12 years. And that racks up about 1,100 therapy sessions. What I had gained physical mobility was destroyed in an, in an instant on the surgery table. And I think that my story is so parallel to so many things that we go through in life. Life turns out to be not what we expected. Right. Um, you know, recovery, we, we, sometimes we can feel like something happens in an instant and everything we've worked for is gone. All that we hoped for, right, is gone. And so these things happen, especially right now, the way the world is. Right. Well, and I love that because, well, two things. One is, and I've, I've said this, I'll keep saying it on this podcast, surrendering was my story as well. I think mm -hmm. that for that person, that one that is just struggling with mm -hmm. whatever burdens that they have of whether, whether it's their lifestyle or just, just anxiety or of what's ahead mm -hmm. or whatever, that is so life-changing. I cannot stress it enough. So hearing you say that in a, just a, a different capacity and in which I did it and which yeah. I needed to do it, um, just validates that even more is mm -hmm. that it, you know, it doesn't matter what the burden is, but yeah. surrendering it over to God is, is what, breaks you free and changes your life. And the other thing, um, and you just were leading into this, is that your book sold out and, you know, it's attain your next level despite unexpected outcomes. Well, yeah, you know, we had, we had emailed back and forth and you even noted in there, like that message could not be timelier for right now. And, you know, who do we know right now that isn't maneuvering some consequence of unexpected outcomes? I mean, we are all facing that right now. It doesn't have to be your story, but everybody to a certain degree right now is maneuvering these consequences that they don't know what the outcome is going to be. So, you know, I love that you mentioned that. And, and, and in your book, what do you have what what is story are you saying or message that you want women to take away from your book to encourage them that you know they can overcome and That's attain it. this next level what what That's does that it. say to them so you know the book is about the i wrote the book with you know a story and then a, and then a, a principle what i learned out of that story and another story and then a principle because you know my story is miraculous but but okay so what you know what does that mean to people reading it I wanted my story to translate into every single reader's life because my passion and my heart and my truth is to know that we can make it out of difficult circumstances with victory and with hope and with excitement. We can birth something out of a death. And I've lived three decades of unexpected outcomes. And, and so this is the place that, this is the space that God has me in. 
as a person, as a child of God is to be, he has, you know, he has um, shored me up and showed me and grown me through the darkness. And so what I've tried to put in this book are the principles that if you can just start putting some of these in place, you don't even have to do it great if you can just start right. taking, you know, little pieces of it and start applying it to your dark place. These principles will walk you into freedom. I can guarantee it. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. So, you know, your story is incredibly inspiring. And like you said, I mean, there was work involved. You didn't just wake up and it's all good. You're going to therapy. You said going on 12 years every single day. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to that person who is still wheelchair bound or has another disease that is um, keeping them from having the same victory, I guess, that you have had or the same success? How do you encourage that person? Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So that was so important to me, Amy, that I wrote this really short little paragraph. I just want to read it to everybody because it's, um, man, it's just the coming from the bottom of my heart. I almost get tears every time I read it to somebody, but here it is. It's my disclaimer in the front of the book. It says, I'm certainly aware that there are individuals who will not walk out of their wheelchair. It has been my honor to meet a handful of such individuals. Many of these amazing individuals have figured out how to live their next level life far more wholly than have those of us with full mobility. The processes and truths in this book apply both to those who have use of their extremities as well as those who do not. Maximum mobility is an inside job and it is available to all human beings. I continue to stand in awe of those who are bound to wheelchairs but are next level lifers anyway. Mm, That's... It's an inside job. Freedom is available to all of us. It's not about the use of your extremities. It is, and and not even, um, you know, for those who have or suffering with disease or whatever the case may be, it's about freedom of the mind, freedom of the soul. And I talk so much about that in the book. I'm I'm kind of a little brain science geek and I know just (laughs) enough to be dangerous, but it's, it's this powerful thing that we have to learn. And that even has to do a lot with gratitude, which I know you were talking about this month and gratitude all starts in, we think it starts in the heart, but it doesn't, it, gratitude actually starts in the head. It starts in your mind, right? It starts with your thoughts and then it, it flows down through into the rest of your body. Right. You're right. I mean, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm grateful for this and grateful for that. But if you don't really believe it, if you're not really having your mind wrapped around that gratitude, then it's hard to express it. It's hard to be free of those burdens because you're not clinging to the right things. Like you said, you know, we all, it's an inside job. That's such a, the most simplistic, but perfect way to describe that. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I think that the gratitude part, I, I tell everybody I talk to, I, 
am I, you know, I know some people go through really difficult things and they say, I am so happy that happened to me. I'm not happy <laughs> that it's happened to me. I'm not, I want full mobility back. And let me just say for your audience, I am a fully functioning walking woman, but I have a lot of neuro deficits. So I limp sometimes, I hurt a lot. I have a lot of nerve pain. And if you saw me walking on a bad day, you would think maybe I've hurt my knee or something like that. So that's the level that I'm at right now. But I, you know, I want to run again. I want to wakeboard. I want to rollerblade. I want to hike. I, you know, I want to do, I want all of those things back in my life. I was the energizer bunny. If it had energy, I was doing it. If it had excitement and <laughs> I was on it <laughs> right. and that was taken in an instant. And so I could you know, I can focus on that all day long. And so what I have to do is I have to sit and sometimes just allow the spirit of God to just infuse me. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes gratitude is not so much about conjuring up words, but just about finding a state, you know, just being in a state of gratitude where you're sitting with the Holy Spirit you're sitting with yourself and trying to get as whole and complete as you can be and just sit in a state of gratitude because a lot of times we can't conjure up a word because we are in that dark place. Right. And then the simplicity, I know it's, you know, cheesy maybe, but the, the, the complete truth of it is, is that anything you can be grateful for, the grass underneath your feet, your doggy that you get to snuggle with. I mean, if you can only come up with things like that, it still does the same thing in the brain. It still um, affects the plasticity of your brain and begins to change and bring chemicals. And um, it literally changes the function of your body. It's really miraculous the way God made us. And once that begins to happen and that begins to flow, then you're going to feel it. So see, it's an act of your will first. Right. It's an act of your will because a lot of times we don't want to go into gratitude because we don't feel it. Right. Yeah. So it has to be an act of your will. Then it, you'll feel it. You'll feel it. But right. you got to go through some process. And so those are the types of things that I try to teach in my book or the processes that you got to step into, Right. I talk about hunger and drive and, you know, people are like, how in the world, you know, have you stuck this thing out this long? Well, I talk about showing up, showing up, it, you know, you can show up angry, you can show up happy, you can show up hurting, you can show up fantastic, you can show up in all these different ways, but you've got to keep showing up. Right. And it's in the showing up, Amy, that that hunger and that drive begins to build for the goal that you have, right, in, 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 in vision, whether it's your health or regardless of what it is. And, and what I say is this, eventually hunger demands a process. And now you're on a roll. Now you're starting to feel it. And now you're starting to get some momentum. And so I try to take people through the most simplistic steps of how to get that going in your life. Right. Well, I love that. And I love how you talked about the act of will, because you're, you're right. That is that beginning piece. And I think that you have to be very intentional. You know, you pointed out something really true and that a lot of times we're not feeling it. 
You feel like mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not feeling it, then you just can't do it. But that's, mm-hmm. that's not true. It's, it's just where you're putting your intentions, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be intentional about the act of will and showing up for yourself. And I also love that you mentioned that you can show up all different ways. You don't have to show up happy and thinking it's great and this and that and the other thing, but it's just the simple act of showing up is what gets you going. And, um, you know, I think that that is so important and such a, a great message. And I would love to have you share more about that with our listeners. So I just want to ask you, um, you know, how can you encourage someone to, to move forward in trusting God and living with purpose instead of a fear that maybe is lingering over them of an unknown in their future? And then we'll talk more about how they can get a hold of your book and, um, you know, get these steps down so they can kind of start their beginning process um, moving forward in their life. Yes, certainly. So just trusting God, trusting God for purpose and destiny and all those things. When you, I remember, I remember after about five weeks in the hospital, I I had my five week meltdown finally uh, when I just fell apart and um, I'd been trying to manage all these things, you know, manage, manage, manage. And I had a little girl that had just turned four that was calling me and crying and asking when mommy was going to come home and swing her. And Oh my gosh, just, you know, so difficult. And what I realized is that I started feeling like, okay, you know, all these people were here the first few weeks, but everyone's gone on and they're all, you know, they're all moving on with their life. And I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, my friends were 40 years old and they were excelling in their careers. They were building their families. Like, you know, they were almost like at the height of their life, it seemed like. And here I was trying to just figure out how to walk again. And I felt like the whole world was passing me by. And, and what we have to do in that place is we have to know that, God's got us. And all we have to do in that moment is do the best we can with what we have. Now, look, I have been suffering from the disease of perfectionism for a very long time. (laughs) And I think I'm actually getting healed from it right now. I'm going through a big season of fixing that. But, you know, um, you know, I would always get caught up and it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not, you know, I always look at the not, not, not. And boy, is that the opposite of gratitude, right? Right. If you are a perfectionist, then you are probably really struggling with gratitude because you're always looking at the not of everything. You're judging it. You're second guessing it. And what I had to do in that moment, because I wanted to second guess everything, you know, my leg didn't lift enough. It didn't move enough. That squat wasn't good enough. And the nurses got on to me. They're like, boy, you have a really bad habit of not celebrating small victories. Mm. And I was like, yikes, ouch, ouch. Like you, they said, you're not, you are not going to have success in this process if you can't celebrate the little things your body is doing for you Mm. to get you to the place where you're going. And it was, that was big for me it really affected me. It was kind of like a punch. And so I would say to you, trust God in the little victories. Trust the little victories he's giving you. The the person that drops you a note, you know, to tell you, oh, God sees you. 
the person who phone calls you, the, the, the good doctor that you find along the way, like celebrate the victories you have where you're at, because I feel like it gives, it puts us on a platform to be able to be ready and to be on the lookout for the next bigger victory. You know, it, it gives us, again, it's that state, right? You're in a state to see the light right. instead of only seeing the dark. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, I mean, your message, Amy, is so powerful. I am so grateful to have you on um, for people to hear this message. And um, I have a few friends in mind that I am excited to hear your message. Um, but how can they connect with you further and get a copy of your book sold out? Yeah, well, let's do this. Um, let's, um, everyone can go to my website and get two free chapters. If you'd like to read the first couple of chapters and just see if, if this, you know, is a message that you need in due time. And so you can go to livewithamy.com. Okay. forward slash Amy's book. And when you get there, it'll pop right up. Would you like two free chapters? And you can click and you can get that. So it's live with Amy.com forward slash Amy's book. And that will also give you a really great description of the book. And if you just want to get the book when you're there, then you can order the book as well. So that's a great landing page to go to. And then if this is, um, if, if you're just a person who is always looking to, to grow not only in your spiritual life, but just looking for a next level life wherever God has you, then connect with me um, on Facebook. Uh, that's also live with Amy. And then my Instagram is live with Amy dot W for my last name, Westbrook, Amy, I'm sorry, live with Amy dot W. So there's several places there that, that everybody can connect with me. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to read the book and um, share with as many people as I can. And I'm just honored to have you on today and so, so blessed to hear your story. Thank you, Amy, so much. Thank you.